Hey, welcome, Carm Capriotter here, and join me each week for insights from my guest host and an industry first, a live virtual shop tour. Hey, take the automotive trivia challenge, catch up on our weekly content, and as always, know that you'll learn just one thing. Hey, the video version of the show is on my YouTube channel and the Aftermarket Weekly page on RemarkableResults.biz. Hey, hello to all my automotive aftermarket peoples. It's Carm Capriato Aftermarket Weekly episode. Let me see what number 133 with John Klisterman. Hey, John, how are you? Welcome to the show, man. Hey, Carm, how are you? I'm great. Hey, we're going to talk a little bit today. Not only are we going to see your virtual tour of your original shop out of the four that you have, we're going to talk a little bit about the tech shortage and how you are looking to solve it. A great partner with us, Dorman. Great products, brand new innovations each and every month. Dorman Products has become an incredible engine for innovation. They are constantly bringing new replacement parts to the automotive industry, and they routinely release tens of thousands of parts across all different categories. Now, why do they do all of this? To enable technicians the freedom to fix their customers' cars and trucks. To do this, Dorman has dedicated teams focused on different aspects of the vehicle to ensure that they are meeting the needs of the aftermarket. Although a lot of their parts are reverse engineering of original equipment, they also redesign and redefine solutions such as their loaded knuckles or programmable electronic power steering rack. Dorman has invested in these OE Fix innovations to help you save time, your customer money, and prevent vehicles from coming back to your shop. In certain cases, Dorman will manufacture aftermarket replacements so you aren't forced to go back to the OE. Hey, want to know more about Dorman? Visit dormanproducts.com forward slash tour. Yes, they are an innovative company. Every time I go to a show or I go to Philadelphia to see them, I always see all these great new products, so much good stuff going on. Well, John, uh, so glad that I'm going to see you, and I don't even know when this thing is going to broadcast, but I know we're going to be at the Transformers Institute Summit at the end of November, early December in Cancun. Uh, it's a really, really hard conference to go to. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I bet you it is. So you're inside these uh, these training rooms, and boy, what an incredible agenda is there for Transformers. And you just look outside and see, uh, I wish I was by the pool, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, my wife will probably enjoy that part of it a lot more than I will. So Good to see you in person. Thank you so much for the stuff that you've done with us in the past. Recent Town Hall Academy, Ongoing Paperless with Bill Hill and Aaron Woods. So thank you so much for that. Hey, uh, Technician shortage, you and I were chatting about that. You know what? We can go ad nauseum on this. We've got a lot of great shows coming out uh, about this. We've done a lot of shows about it. But ultimately, you know, what people talk to me about is building an apprentice program and making sure that they're in lockstep with bringing on new people. Are you guys doing that? I mean, we started doing this quite a few years ago and not really doing it by a planned, organized operation, it was more or less, we were a very next man up mentality organization. That, so that gave us the opportunity to to take an extra person in in each store and and uh, train them and give them an opportunity to work with people. So we always had an extra person, but as as the demographic has changed over the last couple of years, that isn't that isn't as easy to do anymore. So we've developed uh, uh, an apprenticeship program and I know a lot of other people in this industry are doing the same thing. Um, and you just kind of cater it to your, your own organization, but we, we've offered tool funds. Um, we match with a master technician and then we give them a, a 
a time frame on when they have to complete certain certification or certifications. Um, so it's a, it's a, the, the full, the full plan is basically two years and it's worked out really well for us. And it's given us the opportunity to grow as the last couple of years have gone on. And, and we've been very fortunate. The biggest thing is finding, finding people that uh, adhere to your culture because you can, you can run a lot of people through a building. Doesn't mean that they all fit. How soon do you see, John, that an individual that you were really high on uh, isn't isn't a fit? I mean, do you literally say, ah, oh, all right, we, we're four months in and it's just not going where we expected? I mean, you're not going to you're not going to hang in there for a full two years, are you? No, you can't. You can't because you'll you'll lose good people for the bad one you're trying to make work. And how many times have we all yeah, been yeah. in that situation? Square peg, round hole. It just doesn't work. So we've, uh, I mean, the last one, the last one I was high on a guy that we just hired in one of our locations and he was recommended by another employee and he was there for a week and we already knew. I mean, it was, and, and he lasted about a month and that was it. And, and uh, the service manager there says, we'll try everything once. And that was our one time. So we're moving past. You know, it's amazing how our intuition or the world around us or our peoples come up to us and they, they slap you on the slide of the arm and they say, John, yeah, don't wait. Yeah, they know quick. They know quick. They usually do. And you know what? It's tough to make a perfect hire at an apprentice level. I mean, if you were if you were hiring an A-Tech or, you know, maybe you found a unicorn and you really wanted to t- double check and be certain that all the knowledge and all the experience that this person has can really lend itself. But you got to tear the you got to get to yeah. the core of the culture. If not, you're, you're, you're it's it's like uh, it's, it's like in infected with COVID. We've had enough of that. We don't need it in our businesses now. And there's a metaphor for us to, to grab onto. <laughs> don't, don't hire a yeah. COVID. Yeah. Thing. No, it's, it's, and, and apprentices, when you, when you hire them in, I mean, they're so much more impressionable on the front end. So they, there's a better, for us, it seems that there's a lot better possibility that they're going to fit your culture because they seem to mesh better. You get some of the more experienced technicians in and, and they have certain things that there's, I mean, they're a little bit more set in their ways in some things. And that's not a bad thing. It just doesn't always mean that it's going to be as easy to change in your organization or to fit. So when we've had a lot of fun with some of these apprentices and you'll, in the video, you'll see one of them standing in the, he would in the video and, and then not, uh, there's a poster in the, in the back that I want to touch on when we get to it too. So, so finding apprentices, and I, people are finding them from all different areas, being on a, a high school advisory board, a college advisory board, asking customers, holding STEM classes and bringing young people in, uh, working with the big picture program and high schools. There's so many areas and ways to find interns that ultimately turn into apprentices. How have you found your people? A lot of them have been through high school programs. So I'm on the uh, board of advisors for the career, the local career line tech center for the automotive program. Um, we've been with we, some of the, some of the, um, teachers or, or trainers in those organ in, in, as part of that program have sent kids our ways. They know, 
our way. They know the type of program that we're putting these kids into. They know that they have a better opportunity to succeed if they get into some an organization that is willing to have boundaries and guidelines to get them to the next step. So that's helped. That's where we've gotten a lot of them from. Some of them are just work-based programs through high schools. And some of them are, sure. some of them yeah. are just flat out uh, the kids of current customers. So I mean, we just open mind, open yeah. door. I mean, that's all we can do with the apprentices. So I'm glad you broke the code on that because I think there's a ton of opportunity sitting inside the customer base. There is. You're right. Guess what I forgot to do in the early part of the show? I forgot to announce that you're the director of operations at Westside Service in Zeeland, Michigan, a four location operation. And uh, don't ask me why that just. You know what? Because I know you yeah, so well. We no, just started no the chat, and I, I, for, I forgot the formal introduction. But anyway, we'd love to love to look inside your business. Now you've got five shops, four locations. Let's uh, let's look inside this uh, this great video tour, and that's the beauty of Aftermarket Weekly. We give you a video tour each and every week, narrated by the person in charge. Either it's the owner or it's the director of ops. So John. Uh, and this is your original location, yeah. right? So this started out as a three bay service center that had fuel and auto repair. And we expanded it. It's now seven bays. We have in-floor alignment machine. Um, it's been an awesome place to work. This is where I started out. My first interaction with Westside was in this location. It's an awesome community. And as you can see from from the pictures looking out of the building, we're right in the middle of the community. So how's the gas business for you? It's something that our service staff um, works with. They're not always thrilled about. It's not really, you would think that it would maybe a draw for customers, clientele. It's really not. Our customer bases are very different. It's cool to have because nobody else has that. It, guys, I stopped the videos so that I could comment on the bathroom. I have to say that I have never seen a half wall like that in any bathroom. Tracy, I don't know about you, but I've never seen a half wall like that that blocks the <laughs> commode. Interesting. It's an old building. It's a very nice. old building. So the doors very are not nice. very wide. I mean, it's everything's structural is very 1970s. So... That's okay. Retro's in. We're baby. loving every bit of it. So, ASE on the wall. So proud of all your accomplishments here. I see. ASE is the the only certification in our industry that really is is nationally known. So that's what we kind of, or that's not what we kind of push for. But that's what we push for in our organization. It's very important. Sure, sure. Manager's office, I imagine. This is the office for the for the building. It is. It doubles as a lunchroom if it needs to be. There's the the downside of having a really old building is there's not a lot of extra space, and because of that, there's no lunchroom. So this doubles as it. So right, nice, it, a beautiful lobby. It looks like you've got all the amenities there. The couch was something we found on on Craigslist. Had repainted, reupholstered, fits the setting perfectly. So nice. What what was it? Was that a Cadillac? Uh, I think it's a seventy six. Okay. So. Love them fans. Yep. So that was Levi that was standing there. He's one of our apprentices. Okay. He's a load of fun. So he's doing very well. He's been with us for six months. He's ready to take the next step. The technician that just walked through there is another one. Um, he's uh, an A-level technician that's going to one of our other locations, but he goes to Zealand to train because that's where our our main 
lead techs trainer is uh, works out of. So he spends a week there. You know, I love what you, I love what you said about it's a 1970s building, right? And and if you have ever been around as long as I have, or can I, I I'm I'm with it. I mean, it's it's the it's the block walls. It just reminds me of the old days, and it's stuffed with everything. There's little yeah. mini rooms, yeah. like I it's saw. Our oil room. We we keep all of our supplies in there. There's no extra space in these buildings. It's a seven bay building. We run we we run uh, five main or four main techs and two apprentices out of here. Um, so space is incredibly limited this time of year. There's tires stacked up between the stalls. Um, because it's snow time around by us. Yep. They're all sold, right? They're sold. I bet you they they're are, all they're sold. All sold. Yeah. They're just waiting for customers to come in to have them put on. Um, the Underneath that orange truck is our in-ground alignment rack. I see it. So when we renovated this building in 13, we had all in-ground heating put in. So there's all water pipes running through the concrete in here so that in the winter, everything dries off incredibly quickly. Um, it keeps everything consistently, more consistently warm. It's been a huge plus in that building. I want to comment on the cut through and, and I didn't stop the tape in time, but you know, I I've seen how many times people have expanded their operations and that cut through is just like the standard for just about every place. You know, the reason we did that is because when we did the addition, we had a, we had a customer that had a fleet of limos. So we could literally drive those limos straight in the door and all the way through if we wanted to. So it, uh, it. it was a cool deal. This is what I was referencing earlier. So we're incredibly proud of our culture. And every year we set a goal. Um, the, last, the last couple of years, last year and then this year, we set a goal that we have a lot of outdoorsmen on our team. So we said, okay, if we hit a certain criteria for the year, then the whole organization is going to this local outdoors store that we know the owners of. They shut the whole store down. We go in there and everybody gets a, a set amount of money to spend in that store. They can buy hiking gear or bows, uh, pistols. I mean, anything you can think of. And it's a awesome deal, but that's where that picture came from. And so we hung those in each location because it was an awesome night and we're planning on doing it again this year. And it's just the, the, the teams look forward to it for the whole year. It was a lot of fun. So yeah, this is where our, our West side auto group lead technician works out of. Um, it's where he does all of his training. Um, yeah. Then we have all of our bulk fluids that we can't fit in the basement. I didn't have a, I didn't go into the basement because it's dark and it's all it has is oil drums everywhere. So sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, it's, it's typical of a, of a place that you're yeah. stuffed into and, uh, and, and there's nothing wrong with that because you're doing commerce, baby, right, get them right. in, get them out. Huh? Nice parking lot. Those cars in the back are all stuff that we have to work on or have completed. And, and we've been fortunate enough to have enough parking in our, behind the shop to accommodate how good our community has been to us. So excellent. Oh, wow. It, it, great. Thank you for taking this great video and for showing off your place. And I know you have four other shops, but a really cool thing is they have actually five shops, four locations. And you were telling me that in one of the shops, you, you do a, a pretty heavy diesel program, right? Dude, that's new to us. We've been in, in it about 
I would say 10 months. There's a learning curve. It's not the same. The concepts are the same. The industry is not, but it's, uh, there's great people in that industry though, too. So it's, it's been fun. That, that side of it is all new to us. So we've never done that before. So is there any one special person leading that whole fleet diesel side? When we purchased the location, we retained the uh, previous owner and he's running the diesel side now. He's the lifeblood of that, that side of it. And he, he's got a ton of relationships in the community. He's an awesome individual. And so he runs that diesel side and he does well. I, you know, I love the kind, and he used to own it, right? We talk about this occasionally where you're looking for a great business to integrate into yours, maybe not necessarily a, another location, but an entity that you could bring in if you found an individual who said, you know what? I don't want to write checks anymore. I don't want to worry about the government. I just want to work. I just, I just, I just yeah. want to do this. Would somebody buy me, buy yeah. me and hire me. He just got to a point where he just didn't, he didn't, he did literally the biggest thing that I've been able to gather from him is that he just didn't want to look for people anymore. And, and that's something we talked about at the beginning of the episode. And, and when we look for locations or, or have in the past, it's never been about the, the specific location. It's been about the people in it. And this was a third generation location. They were, it's an awesome family awesome family. We just had an open house. Their whole family came. They're just great people. And that's what we're looking for is, do they have people on their team that culturally fit that we can keep on board? And that's been our target area. I mean, there's there's opportunities in other areas, but the, the main thing in our businesses is people. Years ago, I was just chatting with a bunch of shop owners that I knew, and, and, I, and I asked them this open-ended question way before, you know, Transformers was around and MSO, multi-shop operations, were ever thought of. And, and back in the day, we were talking about building, um, I'm trying to remember, a mall, an automobile, an automotive mall, where, you know, there'd be an insurance person there and a detail shop there, and of course, an automotive service. And if I could Buy your if you'd sell your business to this group and you sell yours and you sell yours and just come in because you love to do alignments, you love to do diag. We'll give you an ownership piece of this whole thing. And you know what a concept is is take take the business list, take the team, take the expertise from the owner, and build this really huge, if you will, you know, Taj Mahal, which I think Craig Bunch likes to talk <laughs> about a lot. And uh, so conceptually, uh, it's it's a great way to yeah. uh, to grow. Yeah, and it's it's a lot of people to keep happy too, though. <laughs> well, you know, and for you guys, if if you know you and you, the and the owners weren't into the diesel side of the business or fleet, uh, it's something that you guys have to pay attention to. But you know, no no pain, no gain, baby. There's struggles everywhere, all along the way. So. Uh, John Klusterman, uh, thank you so much, Director of Ops Westside Service, Zeeland, Michigan. I'll see you in Cancun soon. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it, Carm. Thank you. Great job. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time. 